Welcome to the Everyday Marketer Podcast, where we believe the key to great marketing isn't big budgets and confusing strategies. On this podcast, we give you practical solutions you can implement to grow your brand every single day. Man, well, I'm glad to be back here today. Um, I love having these conversations. The topics that we discuss are very relevant, but I oftentimes think that people um, don't feel positioned to to tackle them or or to take their next step. So we've got a fun topic today, but as always, before we jump in, I want you to describe this picture. Oh, man. All right. Well, I'm always nervous before you send this. Like, I don't even know what to do. My pits are sweating. What's he going to throw at me this time? Honestly, when I see this bridge, a bridge across a chasm, the water looks cold. Um, I get kind of excited in one sense, but the other sense, I know I'm not going to make it across this bridge. It's haphazard. It's thrown together. Looks like a couple of teenage boys, maybe threw some sticks in there. So I think most people are going to look at this and just be terrified. Say, I'm not going to give that a shot. I feel like I would try to cross the bridge just to give it a shot. But the reality is if we're talking about anyone who is a customer, a business, nobody else is going to do that, right? Like that's not an adventure that they're going to go on uh, if it is our company, our organization, or or our message. So yes, uh, excitement, but the reality is uh, nobody's going to cross over that other than just the random few crazies like myself. Yeah. I mean, you are a seven. And so you, you see that and you're like, this is a good time. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, um, but you're right. It it's it's terrifying. We we live in a space where we're on one side of that that bridge, and the people we're trying to reach on the other side of it. And what we offer them to get to where we are is a bridge that doesn't have all of the structural pieces. The planks are not there, and it's it makes for an inconsistent journey. And oftentimes, we don't see that the bridge we've built is not fully constructed to get people from not knowing us to you know coming to allowing us to come alongside them to invite us onto their journey to help them get to where they want to go. So this is what most people term marketing funnels. I like to call this the customer journey. And that's what we're going to hang out today. So Alan, what is what's the challenge with with marketing funnels or customer journeys? I know you've worked with some folks recently. Um, I have well, what's what's the big challenge you see with with creating a solid customer journey? Well, let me give context from a couple years ago. Um, the challenge for me was that I didn't know such a thing existed. I didn't know that I was supposed to walk somebody down from our content and their first touch with us all the way down to maybe the deepest that we can give and the most money that they would sacrifice, the best time, the best energy. And so I was literally running a coaching business and I was going from a cup of coffee that maybe they even paid for all the way to, hey, would you like this high-priced one-on-one coaching? And so I know that it's valuable. The reality is there was zero customer journey and it moved from this steep cliff. So I think the first barrier is realizing we need to have one. We need to have, some would call it a nurture campaign, just some way for people to explore who you are, for you to add incremental amounts of value and to have a clear path. So for me, I kind of saw it as almost when you're coming up with ideas in you know like English class in 11th grade, it's like, here's your story and all these things branching off of it and I'm at the middle, the reality is it's not about me. It's not about my brain and my ideas. It's about where can I lead them and how can I help them solve their pain points? And, and you, it's, it's, a, it's an empowering thing to, to learn that for the first time. 
Yeah, you bring up a good point. You you say that you know you're walking them along the journey, but we need to we need to be you know clear here. You're not you're not physically walking them. What you're doing is starting with the end in mind. Like most people have that thing. You just you just said that you were sitting in a coffee shop and you would have a cup of coffee with someone and you already had this high priced item or this high trust item. What you have to do is work backwards from there and unpack it and say, okay, what does it look like? step by step by step. And then you're just creating things that are going to allow people to feel comfortable taking the next step and taking the next step and taking the next step. We often forget those things because we're so passionate about the one thing. We forget the nine others that it takes to get us to the one thing. Absolutely. And uh, some barriers, I know for me, it was if everything works, then that's a problem. Because in business, in your organization, anything in trust, you're expecting some things to work and some things not to. So success is actually more disorienting, I've found, than failure. Because if everything succeeds, then you just keep doing all the things. And Jonathan, you and I have actually killed a couple of things that we thought were good or okay, but they weren't the best. And maybe they worked for a season and pulling them away. So I think elimination is a challenge to say, here are the few things I'm going to do I'm going to do them well. I'm going to do them in succession. And also to just be thinking, what's the next thing I want to invite them to? Not just so we can upsell something, not just so we can invite them into the next stage, but if someone gets to the end of a thing, I'm an author. And if somebody gets to the end of my book and then emails me and says, so what now? I've read your book. I've gone through the questions. Maybe even I've gone through them as a study with other people. What do I do now? And if I don't have anything built, then that says they're going to go somewhere else to find their next pain point um, that can be met by somebody else. So I think it's a pathway. I think it's about clarity. I think it's about simplicity and everything that complicates um, that. And actually, Jonathan, just a week ago, I was with an incredible thought leader. I deeply believe in him, what he does. Uh, He's an author, going to be writing a couple more books. His stuff's working. He's charging more prices, uh, higher prices for what he does. He has more things that are working. The problem is he doesn't have a team yet. And so he has to be really narrow about his thinking. We threw everything off the table and said, it's guilty till proven innocent. And then one by one, put things back on the table that made sense for this next season. And I believe that's the path forward when you're thinking about any kind of customer journey. No, that's perfect. Um, you have to think about the labor involved on your end and the attention and the amount of time you're anticipating spending with the customer on the other end. Because to be quite honest, if you don't eliminate, you can build something that's so long and so complex that your customer is going to get trapped inside of it. They're never going to get to the other side. So everything that you said just hit tons of nails on the head. So next question, moving on, what's the opportunity? We've come through the challenge. What is the biggest, most practical opportunity for constructing a solid customer journey? Bottom line, the opportunity is find a customer or find someone you're going to influence, and then you get to continually influence them more for the years to come. If you don't have something built for the next stage, then they get through it and say, that was a great course. They get through it and say, that was a great book. They get through it and say, that was a great blog post. But all the studies are out that says instead of just focusing on new customer acquisition, in other words, going in finding new people to expose your message to, the best strategy is actually to re-expose people to your message at a deeper level who are already your customers. They're already people you're impacting, influencing. So I think the opportunity is to find customers and to continue to reach those customers, add deeper value and see life transformation as you go deeper down the funnel or further down the customer experience. I think for an internal opportunity, 
something that I've seen um, people realize and experience when, when they sit down and start to put one together is they realize how much they have to offer and how valuable they really are. Um, because as I said, we can become, we can become so focused on the one thing and we forget that we have done all of these things to put that one thing together. We've answered so many questions. We've overcome challenges that we have multiple offerings that we can back in that up with to help guide someone to that one thing. I worked with a, 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 a fellow marketer, you know, a couple of months ago who, who, came to that same realization that like, Oh my gosh, I have all this stuff. And then back ended it into a, a solid uh, customer journey that he's reaching tons of people through. So it's twofold. You're going to help your customer and you're going to also learn more about yourself and just how valuable you really are. Um, and with that too, I, I think on the opportunity, there's an internal one. So you talked about the external to the team and, uh, or so the, uh, excuse me, the external to the customer, then the internal to your team. And also if your team's doing a ton of things, they're going to spin out of control. This always brings the overwhelm down when they clarify. I think the last one is actually to yourself, to knowing what you specifically do. Uh, there's somebody called Rory Vaden and uh, does incredible work around personal branding. And he has a couple of questions that have been really helpful. What problem do you solve? But you got to put it in one word. What's your uniqueness? You also got to put it in one word. So that's the answer to the problem. And then we have a unique design statement we help people put together. It's been incredibly helpful. And um, I think a lot of this digs down into the leadership piece of that, digs down into the passion piece of that. And so what's important to see is how your uniqueness actually fixes that unique problem. If you don't have that, then you don't have a value proposition. You're not going to sell anything. They're not going to give their time. In the attention economy, everyone's fighting for this. And that I think is a reason they go with you. Yes. You're in many ways, your customer journey or your marketing funnel will tell you how clarified your messaging and how clarified your vision and where you're going really is. Because if it doesn't make sense to you, if you look at it, and it doesn't make clear sense to you, then you cannot expect anyone who doesn't know you yet, or the people that do know you that you want to know you more, you can't expect them to understand it either. Agreed. Yeah. They're never going to be more clear on your process than you are. Never. Yeah. They're, they're not going to find more clarity naturally. And it's amazing to me how many times we, or even I as a content creator, we as a company organization, whatever, we are not clear on our own message and our own process. And I just think clarity, clarity, clarity. Now, if your funnel isn't working, if somebody is getting off at a particular bus stop on the customer journey, you can go back and address it. Maybe you don't have a good product there. Maybe you haven't explained it well, but if you don't have a process, I can guarantee you they ain't going to follow it. I love that clarity, clarity, clarity. You can never expect your people to be as clear as you are. And guess what? Find deep encouragement in this. You are never fully clear. You're always changing, growing, adapting, and becoming more clear and shifting. So it is a continuous process and you're always updating and changing and shifting to keep ahead of the curve. So Last thing, Alan, when it comes to marketing funnels, what is the most practical takeaway that you're going to offer the person who really has not thought of this before, but now they're like, I need to invest in this. I can't get any more clear than this. Pull out a notebook and write the options from the cheapest, the, the easiest engagement at the top of the funnel, all the way down in four stair steps all the way down to here is what is going to be the highest price thing where I'm giving my most time, my most energy, they're giving their most money, their most time to. And if you do not have that mapped out physically so you can see it, even just in a notebook, 
then you are not going to continue to build out those products. You will spin out, you will get exhausted, you will underperform. So Jonathan, I don't know any simpler way to do it than just to begin writing it down. I've done this with about a hundred people. And I'm telling you the first time it happened for me, it was magic. Every time I go back and do this, sketch out a new funnel, it's magic and it's simple. What about you, man? Any other takeaways? I would say do not Google how to write a marketing funnel. Um, in the in the age of attention and, and content overload, you will become overwhelmed. Um, and I would say just this, Alan, you're right. Sit down, um, take a notepad out, write down all the stuff that you do, and then begin to organize it into how it fits together. Um, and spend some time. It's one of the most important things that you can do for your business. If you're in a space right now where you're trying to engage the digital space for the first time, or you're navigating a shift, which many people have been navigating shifts, or you're trying to do something new, you need to create a funnel around what it is you're doing, whether it's a product, a service, or a cause. Uh, you've got to have a customer journey. And we have a practical tool. So you can draw it down. We have an interactive one. Um, we've created it. We use it. We've used it with, you know, we use it all the time. Um, and so we'll link to that. And I would encourage you to download it and use it. And if you have questions, feel free to reach out to us. So that's all I've got, Alan. You have any other thoughts before we close out? Yeah. The other thought is show it, show it to a friend. Yeah. If a friend can't comprehend what it is, then you need to work a little bit harder and you need to get it out of your, your brain. So don't be cute on the, the wording and all that be very, very clear. And you can move toward being compelling later. Um, so you could show it to a friend. The other person you could show would be us. Um, we can schedule sessions to be able to do this. I love to help people work on their messaging and to pull that out and to clarify that. Jonathan, you love to help people work on their next steps of marketing and how they're actually going to build that funnel out, what may be missing in their customer journey. So if we can help you, I think we have a really realistic price to be able to start with. And sometimes I realize it's just not enough to do it in your own head, especially if you're a solopreneur, please take it to a friend, bring it to marketing coaches like us. We can give you feedback. You can take your next steps. And I can promise you that's a 10X, 100X, 300X type investment. If you spend some money up front, spend some time up front, clarify, clarify, clarify. Yes, yes, yes. So with that, guys, I, we hope you enjoyed this. Uh, look at the show notes. If you have questions, you can leave them and we will respond to them. And until next time, we'll see you right back here on another episode of the Everyday Marketer Podcast. 